All right, good morning, guys. Um, so after a long pause, the Yardbird Tuna Show, uh, I brought it back, and um, I want to take this moment to explain what is going to happen here because uh, we recorded this episode. Brother Ben came back in. Uh, we had the guest Taylor on the show. And it was an extremely political show, and I thought that there was just so much content that we honestly didn't cover. Uh, after the show, we we kind of hung around and discussed our options, and um, basically what we came up with is that we're going to start a new podcast called The, the American Divide, uh, and the principle is going to be the same as what you're going to listen to on this episode in particular is... You know, Taylor is of a different political uh, mindset than me. I, she identifies as a uh, so, um, democratic socialist. I identify as a libertarian, more more uh, right-leaning. So I'm right-leaning, she's left-leaning. And then Brother Ben is kind of like the middle of the road. He's he's a historian, and he's more of a, a our facts kind of person. And then, of course, Tony from... Uh, one podcast at a time was here and, um, you know, shared a little input as well. And, you know, so so this episode isn't going to be your traditional Yardbird tuna style. Uh, of course, I'm always going to be crude and, and make my ridiculous jokes, but um, it's going to be, this is the introduction to an absolutely new podcast. I hope you guys uh, tune in and check it out. Uh, we're in the works. We're getting some some content together right now and trying to get ourselves a little more organized than I have been known to be extremely unorganized when it came to this podcast in particular. So stay tuned. Uh, also, this particular episode, I broke into two segments because it was just too long. It was two hours and 20 minutes. Uh, so I'm going to give you the first half and then next week I'm going to release this, the uh, the second half. And um, stay tuned, guys. I, ho- I really hope you enjoy it. I think it's great content. I think it was a great conversation. I think this next podcast is going to be, it's going to be something interesting, you know. And, and also, uh, let me reiterate that this is not a debate platform. That's not what we're doing here. It's not to come in here and prove each other wrong because I think, um, I think that doesn't solve anything. I don't think, in fact, I think that Ben and Taylor agreed with me on the fact that right now that's our, our culture is to try and prove each other wrong. And it's, it's kind of useless. It's not solving anything. So, uh, here in the United States of America, we are allowed to think differently and therefore it is necessary for all of us to exist and not prove each other wrong. We are going to debate, we are going to have disagreements, but we have to find common ground. And I don't think that's where we're at politically right now. So I think that this next podcast is necessary. Anyway, guys, I've talked long enough, like I always do. Here is your episode. Even if you were my I would go out of my way to attack you. If I were alive, I would slip out in the middle of the ocean. It's gonna be the best fucking tuna you have ever fucking had. Your bird tuna. Dude, 
Why'd you look at me like that? I'm just taking in the intro. That's my that's my kid screaming. I loved it, but I wasn't sure if it was your kid screaming or not. So I was like, what's the symbolism behind this baby crying? <laughs> that's the symbolism. That's all the people I that know. I offend crying. I didn't know. <laughs> oh my God, snowflake liberals. Ah, oh, oh, we're already starting. We're already taking pop shots. All right, so I'm this staying is quiet for now. This, this, <laughs> I'm not saying a thing. This is the Yardbird Tuna podcast, and I've been out of commission for four months. I've been hiding in a bunker, like eating cans of tuna fish and and baked beans, because I was afraid that my neighbors were going to infect me. No spam. This is all bullshit. I was working on another podcast, one podcast at a time yeah. with some friends. Tony's in the house. Tony's here. Um, yeah, man, Bye. so I took a little momentary break, and uh, now we're back, but this time we're going to go, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to go legitimate. I almost said, like, something foul, and then I, like, paused in my head, and I was like, no more dick and fart jokes, no more dick and fart jokes. All right, we're not going to go balls deep, we're going to, we're, don't say anything. <laughs> and he does it anyway. Don't say anything. <laughs> well, that's, I had to explain it, otherwise everybody listening is... Like, going to be like, what the fuck is this idiot talking about? So, so anyway, here we are in season two of Yardbird Tuna. Season two. Is, is that even... I can't say season two. I'm a fucking moron. Guys like me don't have a second season. So, uh... It could be season 1.5. This is like... Yeah, this is like Yardbird Tuna. Let's try again. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's like, that's, that's what we're going to call this season. Let's try again. Didn't like jackass movies come out with like jackass 1.5? Dude, yeah, fuck yeah. them guys. 2. You know what? 2. Yeah. I'm not I'm not following anything they do, all right? Well, I don't think anybody's following anything what they yeah. do. They they are they have dropped off the relevancy meter so hard since <laughs> the early 2000s that I follow them know. still. You had a jackass member on your other podcast. Let's though. not talk about that right now. Shout okay. out uh don't do that. Don't do that. All right, I'm not going to promote the other podcast. Uh, listen, man, they're humans. I'm sure they got their struggles. I know for a fact on the other uh, show, we definitely talked about the struggles of one of them. So, Anyway, listen, man. So I am going to make a worthy attempt. I have some friends in the house tonight. We got Brother Ben back. Hello. We have the lovely Taylor. I have no nickname for you. So uh, the listeners are going to stalk you and say creepy shit. Great. And we got Tony from One Pos- one Podcast at a Time. He's here to... Uh, I'm the info guy. He's the info guy. He's our he's our young Jamie, as uh, they they say on one of the other famous podcasts that I'll never be anything like. But uh, anyway, we're going to attempt again. Didn't we try this before, Ben? We did. We got about one episode in. <laughs> and uh, I think, how many times did we wander off topic in that short a lot. span? A lot. It's hard... It's when, once you start getting into politics, as everybody I think at the table knows, it's really hard to stay on topic. There's a lot going on. There's layers like an onion. Layers like an onion. That's so funny that you mentioned that. <laughs> she was listening. Yeah, she paid attention to me. There Don't was no dick and fart joke in that one. There you yeah. I think we should explain what we're doing tonight. I think, um, so, so me... I'm going to openly say, as I've said in the past, I think at the moment... Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to kick you. I, I just kicked my guest because I'm an asshole. I am, at the moment, a self-proclaimed libertarian, I would say, but but even that is debatable sometimes. Uh, Brother Ben? 
I am a registered Republican. Whoa! Wait. And the reason I am a registered Republican, as you might find out later if you have to do repairs to your home, <laughs> where we live is very heavily Republican. Yes. And I was told before I moved in, if I did not register as a Republican, I would basically wouldn't be able to get the permits I needed to repair my home. Uh, having been through that process now, I'm fairly certain that that was a fact. <laughs> really? So, yeah, it's it was... Uh, let me say, I will say... Um, for the most part, they were really good to me. They were really good to me. But we, we put a lot of money into the house, and it took us well, about three months to fix it. So if I had had any roadblocks in that span of time, it would have been really bad. Um, but let's just say I am the quintessential independent voter for right now, because I do not ever vote along party lines. Mm-hmm. Mm, them damn swing voters. Yeah, I don't pull, I don't pull that lever, man. No. I, I, I take a look at each line. This asshole reads. I do. We don't need them kind. Shame on me for thinking. Thinkers. Goddamn thinkers. And that leads us to our our guest, Taylor. And I am a registered independent. Um, but I lean towards democratic socialism. Ooh. The S word. Ooh. Yeah. There's a tightening in the bottom as bad end. As the L word liberal. A liberal? Uh, I, I, did a I take deep offense to when people call me a liberal. Funny it's, thing. It's deeply offensive to me. Really? <laughs> yes. Yeah. I was reading up on this. If you'll mind, if you mind for a second, I'll break in. Uh, the From the Reagan presidency to now, the use of the word liberal, and especially in the George W. Bush presidency, the use of the word liberal as a pejorative, as a negative statement, like skyrocketed oh yeah skyrocketed yeah so so where liberalism used to mean you were like a little left to center and was applied from you know for all kinds of people on the left in america being called a liberal sim- similar to being called a socialist is like Ooh, we've weaponized whoa, it oh yeah it's a bad thing <laughs> that's a big thing that i honestly like in the research that i did before the episode just so i don't sound like a complete idiot America. No, that's my job. <laughs> America has done a great job of weaponizing a lot of words surrounding politics. And I think liberal is one of them now. Except that, you know, I do know liberals. Um, and they're the blue. No- it's like, I'm like, so are you allowed to watch my words as I, because I really don't want to offend anybody, but they're the blue no matter who people. Uh. And that's not me. I never vote along party lines i've voted republican i've voted democrat i've voted independent libertarian um there is really no to me it's the candidate not the party but i think that that's something that we'll get into <laughs> so uh yeah so of course we're trying to record a podcast and if you can't hear it that's my child screaming at the top of her lungs in the background because that's how professional i am um Anyway, so we're going to dive into politics. I thought that this conversation, particularly because Ben is so big on history and Taylor so passionate about, you know, what what you think and what you believe. I, I honestly respect the fact that although we sometimes disagree politically, I think that you're not a parrot. I do believe that you're a person that does research and wants to know what is the whole story and then makes a decision 
And and that's honestly why we're all sitting here tonight. And Tony is just awesome because he just hangs out and just cruises. I'm the parrot. (laughs) (laughs) You shut up, parrot. You shut up. (laughs) Polly want a cracker? (laughs) But, um... I don't know, man. So so I guess my objective tonight, honestly, is like many people, when I've told them that we we're gonna have this conversation, they instantly thought, Okay, well who's gonna who's gonna oppose Taylor? Because a lot of our friends in this neighborhood know your strong political opinions and, and I instantly defended you actually and I said, Well, we're not having a fucking debate. That's not what we're here to do tonight. I think the biggest problem in our country They also know that you don't wanna debate me. <laughs> I'm just Ooh, kidding. Man, don't Listen, don't throw. fucking, you know, Bam. don't step on my junk, all right, dude? My wife's upstairs, and only she gets to do that, all right? We're in the weird shit, all right? Oh, no, I'm just God. kidding. Red but, high uh, heels? What's that? Red high heels. When you oh. saw them? They're in the closet. I usually wear them. <laughs> um, but, but I think that, and I don't think you guys would disagree with me, that politically right now, we are so divided. And and to me, that's the bigger concern. It's not a matter of this person thinks different from me, and therefore I need to beat them on the head and force them to believe what I believe. Because I think that that is a useless battle. And, and I'm quite frankly tired of it, you know? Like, I have my beliefs, and I've come to this maturity that it's okay if you believe different. In fact, I don't think truthfully in my soul that i am a real libertarian because i don't believe that there's any party that's ever gonna fully fix the problem of americanism or or i think we we need the choice to to be all of it you know yep so without further ado let's dive into this mf -er. um who you guys voting for (laughs) (laughs) when they when they present a decent candidate i'll vote for them oh how about that? What about what about Mama Joe? So I lived in Delaware for a long time, <laughs> right? And in Delaware, he's our Joe. No, 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 no. 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 Huh. Mama, Mama Joe. Not. I got no idea who that is. Joe Jorgensen, the Libertarian candidate. Oh God, forget about it. I don't even know who he is. That's why that's how it's a woman. It's irrelevant. He, she, who cares? That's how relevant they are. Ah, <sighs> that's how oh. relevant they are. Now we, I feel like we're on the border of a debate. Let's not debate right now. <laughs> no, well, okay, so so, so one, so something I wanted to touch on is the two-party system. Sure. And I think that's a good think place to start. that we all need to touch on it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the two-party system, like, there's plenty of, like, George Washington in his inaugural address was like, we don't need two parties, guys. This he is bad He was the only idea. independent candidate to ever be elected to presidency. Yeah. So I didn't know that. (laughs) Yeah. So people, regardless of what's going on, will take sides, right? Mm -hmm. And they'll start to form camps. And now he said it would be the downfall of America. Yeah. Very interesting. I'm not sure he's wrong, but you're going to get that anyways. Yeah. Uh, You see in Europe with a plurality, if they still have to form a coalition government in order to rule, it's just more chaotic than even what we have here in some cases and some countries. But I'd like to know what your thoughts on a two-party system are and if you think it provides enough choice for the American people. Uh, answer, absolutely not. Yeah. Um, I I come from a funny background with politics, right? Because my father uh, is a local politician 
has been since I was a young child, and he is a Republican. I wouldn't call him a conservative. He was pretty moderate when it came to social issues uh, my whole life. And that's what I grew up with knowing, like, my thoughts on a Republican growing up were they are more fiscally frugal, maybe. That was my idea around it, that I just, I really looked at it as... um, a monetary and economic difference to Democrats. That was my major point of reference. And then I also remember, like, kind of understanding around 9-11, mind you, I was eight years old, like, I remember the divide of, you know, who wanted to go to war and who didn't. I didn't really understand at the time that that was, like, Democrat versus Republican. I just knew that some people didn't think that it was appropriate for us to go to war and that other people did. And that in my household, yes, we are going to war. Yeah. Um, so I, I was raised in the political arena. And when I turned 18, I knew absolutely that I was not going to register Republican. Um <laughs> I knew that that wasn't happening, and I also knew that I didn't really support Democrats either, so I went independent, and um, I kept engaged. Like, I probably would have voted for Obama in 2008 had I been eligible, wasn't. Um, In 2012, when I was eligible, I voted for Gary Johnson. Um, I did. Get a high five for that one. I Hell did. Yeah. I voted for Gary Johnson. Um, my my kid's coming over for a high five also. Oh, hey. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, um, I was a stoner at the time, and I knew that he, like, very much supported the legalization of marijuana. So I voted for Gary Johnson. And I also went on a deep dive, like, conspiracy theory behind Obama. So I just wasn't going to vote for him. But anyway... Um, I was a registered Democrat for the past four years because of Bernie Sanders. Uh, He was the only political candidate that I had ever seen that I aligned with, that I trusted and believed in, that you could look at whether you agreed with his politics or not. You can look at Bernie Sanders in 1980 and look at him in 2020, and his beliefs are the same. You know, he's never really wavered. Um, So I, I loved him. He's let me down greatly. And now I'm at a point, right, as a democratic socialist, so I had to do some deep diving on democratic socialism in America. So there is a group called the Democratic Socialists of America. And I don't, I don't really subscribe to this, these groups. Like, I just know that my, my political ideals align with them to a point. Um, and they're basically their ideas. So I have a few pages here that I made some notes well, on. What I mean, did I, I say to you last night? Because I'm not yeah. going to say it. Well, so no, I, I won't. I won't call you out like that. I won't do that. No, but you I, can say it. I just won't say it. She says, "Holy shit! My kid just turned on the fireplace." <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, we got chaos going on here. Kid-friendly I, show. I did yeah. want to ask though, because I am curious, and I think I have an idea in my mind what this organization or or group is but but i don't know i'm curious i I guess i'll let you read some of your notes and and then pick your brain about it you know so i i mean because i i am fascinated and i don't want it to come off as an attack why you were a bernie supporter of any kind listen like i said earlier i do believe that everybody has the right i mean you flat out said and many people i just had a little debate with a guy on facebook earlier today that you know he's like 
third party's never gonna fucking win that way that's why i'm not voting for them and i'm like that's you know, not of course, even what it's about at this point, though. Like, we know that the third party isn't going to yeah. win, but it's if a you, protest vote. Yeah, if you ever, yeah. it's a protest vote, and if you ever want Citizens United overturned, then you have to vote for third party. That's sorry. Damn. Listen, man. I don't know. I don't know what's going on here, but we are agreeing. Okay. <laughs> ben and I probably not so much. Actually, Ben started out with the uh, fuck the Libertarian Party comment. I mean, that's what I that's what I heard. It sounded like that so, to me. No, I I just I just think there's a, for me, there's a realism yeah. about it. Like some idiot is going to be the president of the United States, <laughs> and unfortunately, it's going to be one of two idiots. So oh, let, me, let me say I say idiot. There there obviously there has to be some minimum intelligence requirement to get to the presidency. Does right? there though? It could be argued. It could be argued. Um, either by them or their advisors who put them there. Um, but I really do think that. What am I trying to say? We are only given two choices, and if and as I have, if you vote third party, as a protest because you really just don't trust who they put up. I uh, you know I know a lot of people say well a vote. F- uh, you know, a vote for somebody else is not a vote for this guy or that guy. Oh, I got it, accused it is, of that by my family members. <laughs> it is the truth, but you're still voting. Yeah. You're yeah. still saying, I don't like either one of these. Yeah. It's not that I would prefer one over the other. You're saying, I don't like either one. But the realist in me says, well, you know, it's going to be one of those two. And it sucks, but I... You're going with the lesser of two evils theory. Well, uh, well, it, well, the the South Park, what was it, giant douche, the and giant douche sandwich. Shit, shit sandwich, yeah. yeah, and it's like, so, damn, you knew his reference, man, you were on that yeah. shit. That's the only episode of South Park I've ever watched, except for the one where I watch uh, them Chuck all. Norris saves Jesus. Yeah, I've seen quite quite a few. Um, yeah, it was funny. So. <laughs> Dude, there's nothing more awesome than having a, like a serious political conversation, and my kid just walking up laughing at us she has no idea no. the, the or, goddamn or world that we currently or live in does. no but my problem so in 2016 i protest voted i wrote in bernie sanders i actually like and the whole so- the social media aspect of all of this is like a big part of it for me or or whatever but i wrote in bernie sanders um in 2016 i was not voting for hillary clinton killary clinton um or Trump wasn't yeah. going to do it. Now I'm in a predicament of the same sort. Yeah. Um, You know, like, not to get... I don't want to, like, get too... This is supposed to be lighthearted, and I don't I don't want to get... No, like, no, let's to, dive. No, but, like, for me, right, I'm a woman. I am a survivor of sexual assault. And I have people on the left and people that were supporting Bernie Sanders... Tell me, and and in the age of Black Lives Matter, which I'm very much in support of, tell me that I am exercising my privilege by refusing to vote for Biden, which I think is incredibly unfair and dismissive to women in general, which are arguably the most marginalized group of human beings in human history. And if you want to subsection that into sexual abuse and assault survivors, that's an even bigger marginalized group of our society. And 
for anybody to tell me that I am basically like stepping on the toes of my black brothers and sisters, my LGBTQ community, I, I just think that it's heinous to say that to anybody because ultimately like I didn't I didn't make this system, right? I'm not the one that is allowing two different candidates to run that have been accused multiple times of sexual misconduct. (laughs) Like, I didn't do that, right? And I don't know who did it. Like, I don't know. In 2016, I believe the election was completely rigged. Completely. Um, I think there's evidence to that. This time around, I don't know if it was rigged or not. I know that there was a lot of gerrymandering, closing of polling locations. Um, I don't know if it was at the scale of 2016 or it just didn't get the publicity that it did. Um, But something weird happened. I don't know what happened. We had the first three states, Bernie swept, right? And you get to South Carolina and it's like, it doesn't matter that Bernie swept those three states. And the media just said Biden's going to be the candidate. And then the rest, everybody else fell in line, including Bernie. Yeah. Sorry, I'm upset about it still. He upset me. That's um, okay. <laughs> he upset me. He was, it was just, seriously, I sat there and cried when he announced that he was, was going to drop out of the race. Um, so even in my position where, like, I was looking forward to voting for a Bernie Sanders presidency. I didn't get that opportunity again. And now I have to sit back and like be called names and saying that I'm too woke. Like, Oh, you're too woke to vote for Biden. Like if that's what it is, then yeah, I guess so. I don't really. Well, well, what I think you're talking about is what, what can be summed up in a meme that my wife sent me and it was a bus and it was somebody falling off the back of the bus or a pickup or something like that. And the person falling off was hashtag me too, and the bus was Biden 2020. And I think that's a perfectly valid thing to be upset about. Uh, you know, don't get me wrong. Joe Biden, he's just creepy. I'm sorry. He's just creepy. And and there are multiple allegations of misconduct. There's multiple and video say, clips you know, of, video of clips. just creepy behavior. Trump's involvement with Epstein is there. Oh, yeah. It is there, right? So we have... Because I don't want to make this like a bash sesh on just Biden. No, because no, it's, you have two candidates Yeah, that are, we have two candidates that are like, terrible. Proven... Well, not... See, here's the problem. Not proven, but in the court of public opinion, both are guilty of, of misconduct. Right, and we could dive into that, too. Because I just don't really... I hate seeing the, like, well, where's the evidence? Like... There isn't really, unless someone goes and gets a rape kit done, there's no evidence. Well, p- part of the, again, <laughs> part of what you touched on. Bye, baby. Bye. My wife would, would love to hang out and, and listen in on this conversation, but unfortunately my child wants this microphone so bad. So I apologize for the interruption, guys, but we're definitely, I mean, I'm sitting quiet because honestly, I think... There is so much going on here that I don't even need to start with my dick and fart jokes. So, please let me shut up now and continue, please. <laughs> so, so, you guys are killing it. Let me see. So, yeah, it shouldn't be a Joe Biden bash session. Cause no! I like, I, like, there's enough bashing to go around. Yeah, yeah there's, there's plenty. Yeah, we can level blame it just about 
anybody in power today, I think. Mm-hmm. And uh, with a with an exception of Bernie Sanders, who I found to be a very genuine candidate uh, and, and as genuine a politician as you can get. It's part of the reason I really like the guy. I really don't agree with a lot of his policies. Mm-hmm. And as far as the social democrat thing goes, I would like to see him distance himself from that. But it's not who he is and he's not going to do it. And wow, that's that's reason enough to vote for a guy. He's right. going to stick by his guns. Yeah, and even if people say that's not popular. And that's part of the whole conversation of like this word of socialism being weaponized in America, right? And what what do we use as a as a well, as a example of socialism failing? So maybe What do we know? <laughs> we're Stalin, Paul Pot, yeah. Hitler, Soviet Union, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'll say this. I'll be perfectly honest with you. If if, it, if I had to choose right now, if, if honestly, if Bernie was on the ballot against Trump, I would vote Democrat. I would. Yeah. And I ag- agreed. I do agree with Ben in the sense that I don't necessarily, I am a, a veteran, so we are indoctrinated into this idea that communism and socialism are bad. That's the bad guy, like we're discussing right now. Yeah. But... I think we should take this moment to break down what is socialism and how we're all using it right now. It is very much in our lives and nobody is even aware or, or wants to admit. Uh, I'm going to tell you guys a funny story. And, uh, and Ben, you've worked on job sites and I'm sure you've witnessed this too. And I think it is quite hysterical. This is where I'm going to talk a little shit right now because... Guys, my my friends that are union members, I have very bad news for you. Very bad news. Where is this going? You are a socialized Democrat. You are. You earn the same wage as the guy next to you, regardless of how hard you work. Or skill or ability. Or skill or ability. And or arguably a Marxist. That's the truth. Unfortunately, that's where your vote should go because you are not aware of where your money comes from. That's it, man. So when you tell me that you support Trump and you're a hard uh, conservative Republican, I call bullshit because you should quit your fucking job and turn down the union. Go work for a non-union shop for a week. Yeah, it's that's the simple fact. And I'm not, I'm not... You know, saying anything bad, but I'm saying you don't understand the true nature of who you are and where you're coming from. So, And I think that's a lot of Americans today um, because, you know, like I posted uh, something yesterday that my wonderful, handsome boyfriend sent to me about doom scrolling, right? <laughs> I'm so guilty of this. It's, it's like when you are scrolling through the internet and you're consuming all of this negative information right because i could parrot to you all of the heinous things that i have seen and read over the past two months right um just heinous like we were i mean we were having the cop talk earlier like the videos i've seen of police brutality in the last few months like the articles that i've read about experiences of racism and just it's it's seriously overwhelming and I can't stop myself because I feel like it's my duty as an American to be informed. 
Um, and I don't just do the like, oh, I'm going to click this article and take it at face value. I do try my hardest to do a bit more of a deep dive than that. Um, because I see like I have the CNN app on my phone and the articles that I get notified of, like even the titles of them are so biased and propaganda against the right. It That's sure. what it is. Um, I'm going to call it like it is. Even some of the articles that I read, like reading the articles, it's just like, what the hell? And I don't know if I would be as cognizant of it if I wasn't a Bernie supporter and seeing what the left did um, to uh, the biggest grassroots campaign in human history. Um, so I guess I'm a bit more cognizant of it than like your average person because I watched it happen to I was supporting and people like me. Um but yeah, I think that a lot of us as Americans, right, we're like, okay, well, this is what I believe in. And then we repost a bunch of memes. Don't you love the meme posters? Hmm. The people that like with the coronavirus, like just post a meme and it's like somebody spewed out a bunch of bullshit and made it into a that's, meme. And then everybody takes it as fact. That's, that's like, the news. That's the that's news That's the people. news nowadays. And, and, and so there's a difference. I will say this. I make memes, I make my own memes, and I do try to push an agenda sometimes, or I'm trying to make awareness of something, or sometimes I fail. I'm not always the funniest guy, but what I think you're referring to is these people that, that just find some shit floating around in the internet, you know? Uh, Abraham Lincoln was the first president, and he uh, cured COVID, and, <laughs> you know, that's a quote from, uh, you know, Alexander Hamilton... Oh, okay. That well, really happened. Well, there's one that's floating you know, around like, that says, like, in 2013, Hillary Clinton and Joe Biden met with this doctor to get a vaccine patent for CV19. I think I read and that. And <laughs> actually, this is just a stock photo, and I completely made all of this up, but you keep reposting <laughs> memes like this. Like, that's what's happening. That's, like, the best. That was the best meme for this time period. Russian infiltrators? Is that, that what you mean? I saw. Oh, yeah. It's Russia. <laughs> The yeah. Soviets, they're still at it. <laughs> goddamn commies. They're trying to get us. for a second that Putin's not still at it. Oh, but, yeah. my God. Uh, well, yeah. Did you guys watch? This is kind of off key. Did let's you guys do it. Watch... Let's do it. This is what we do on the Yard Bartoon Show. Come on, Did let's you guys it. watch um, My Cartoon President? No, I never got into that. It was, I think it was on Showtime, but it's on Hulu. I'll watch it tonight. Holy shit. <laughs> Um, Stephen He's a Colbert. parent. Oh, a parent. Oh, listen. Stephen Colbert uh, made the show, and it's like a cartoon of Trump and his family and his time in the White House. And whenever anybody mentions Putin, like several times throughout the series, it's like Putin is Trump's best friend, or at least Trump thinks that Putin is his best friend. So he'll be like up late at night on the toilet, like texting Putin, like, hey, are you up? What are you doing? You have time to talk? <laughs> it's just hysterical. See, that's pretty clever. I like that. <laughs> You know, I like it. On on the conspiracy tinfoil hat shit, man. I have listen. If we're gonna diverge from politics momentarily, I mean, somebody reel me back in here when we have the moment. But I do want to say this. And Ben, you're the historian, so you can beat me up if I'm incorrect here. But I think about the ending of the Cold War. You know, like this big monumental moment. We're gonna knock down the wall, tear down the wall. And that's the end of the Cold War. The end of espionage and spies and we're not going <laughs> to... Sorry. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what I think. 
You know, like, so my thought is, like, this new introduction of socialism, sometimes I wonder, you know, maybe they infiltrated the media and Hollywood and these other ideas and slowly trickled this idea in. Not, now this is where, this is where, maybe it's, I don't know. Uh, I think maybe it had an effect, but I also... This is where I'm going to side with you a little bit. I don't think as a society, this is when I, I the libertarians cut me off and they say, fuck you, we hate you. Uh, you're not one of us. But I don't think as a society, we can continue into the future as free market capitalists. And as much as I enjoy my freedom, but I do know, you know, traveling into space and doing things that we want to do as a, as a species and continuing into the future, uh, learning how to take better care of this planet. We're not going to do this by just simply shitting on everybody else and just taking what we want. And now the libertarians are shunning me. I'm, I'm aware of that and fuck them, you know, cause I'm a free thinking human. And I, right. and I do think, I think we need a little bit of everything that was, my original landing on the Libertarian Party was because I looked at the Republican Party and I looked at the Democratic Party and I said, man, I just, I like a little bit of this and I like a little bit of this and I don't like a lot of federal government. <laughs> <laughs> and that's kind of where I ended up on the on the Libertarian spectrum, you know, but that's... At the moment, I don't know if I'll ever have a party that fits me, but I think, I believe that we all need a choice. And that's where I'm not afraid to sit down with a democratic socialist and discuss politics and, and life, because I think we need these. We need these. We need all of it. In Absolutely. fact, it's already here. Your fucking libraries and your schools are all socialist organizations so not that i think Any the school union. district's that great but yeah. you know <laughs> well, i'm gonna really back in for a sec because uh you touched on a lot of stuff there um, i know first i totally I'm hit you up on the cold war you're exactly right cold war as it was did not end but don't think for a minute that the people that we were adversaries against during the cold war suddenly went like oh everything's better now yeah Doesn't hey we're way. a democracy now just like you guys I yep met, you win united states i read a really good book <laughs> And that kind of tried to break down sort of national uh, psychology, as it were, based on geography. And Russia is huge, but they are not terribly well protected by geographical features. No. Okay. Meaning they yeah. will always be scared that the Germans are going to invade them. Oh. What's because it happens no land, land and there's no barrier. And and so I think that same concern, there's kind of less of a concern because they have all of Siberia as a buffer between them and China, but we're still the West. We're still the boogeyman to the West that the Russians have always been scared of and have had really good reason to in this century to be scared of. Well, or this my past question... century. Sorry, I'm no. 20 years too late. <laughs> <laughs> my question for you is, does location matter anymore? absolutely you think it does yeah yeah with nuclear weapons you really think it does i so i think that we i'm not maybe this is me being naive i think that we crested the hump of nuclear annihilation i mean it's still knocking 
Don't get me wrong. The, the ultimate pissing contest? <laughs> like five minutes to midnight, right? But I think that we somehow magically, as a species, said we really don't want to die in nuclear fire. Let's put that as the last option. And Ooh, if, if that isn't <laughs> as much of a thing as it was, we still see conventional warfare all over the globe. And I'm not saying you're going to see conventional warfare between great powers. Like, we're not going to go have this giant Pacific naval battle with China in the next five years. I don't think it's going to happen. No. It could happen in the next 20 years as China's Navy reaches the level where they might could challenge us. But I still think geography matters. And, and if it doesn't matter for conflict, it matters for trade. Well, yeah, for trade, I, I absolutely agree. I just don't... For conflict, I think that... I mean, Space Force, um, you know, like, <laughs> we have no idea what's really going on up there and what, it, so that's where, like, I'll make fun of Space Force until the end of time just because of the way that it was presented. Yeah, but you, it was just maybe you need a tinfoil hat. But, no, I absolutely wear a tinfoil hat at night when I go to sleep. That's well, we, my we have tons bed of treaties. Yeah, yeah. Where you can't weaponize space. I'm not saying it's not going to happen. But there's there's a lot there's a great book by Neil deGrasse Tyson that talks about it. There there are so many treaties because people realize that that's the high ground of the next conflict. Right. I just don't. I mean, I don't necessarily. I don't trust. This is where I contradict myself. Right. I don't trust governments enough to really abide by treaties. At the end of the day, like I think that. <laughs> At the end of the day, if somebody pisses somebody else off enough, if you they want something that you have bad enough, they're going to take it. Treaties out the window doesn't matter. Um, historically proven, you're entirely correct. Yes. Yeah, so I fuck the Fed. Yeah. Fuck oh the wait, Fed. I said that. Nah, Sorry. fuck the Fed. Um, yeah. So, welcome to the libertarians. Fuck the Fed. No, but I really. So this is where I do have libertarian beliefs as well. But you mentioned big government, right? Yeah. So something. In my, in my studies last night that I made sure that I got on was this is what this is the Democratic Socialists of America. And I will let you know what I don't like about them because there is quite a bit. Put the I, dick on the table, Taylor. Tell them. I think hypothetical. OK, but I do think that the Democratic Socialists of America are a bunch of cucks. That's what I said last night in our group text. I believe it. I'll tell you why in a second, but I want to get to the big government thing first because, again, this is a great... See, I'm sorry. BLM is on the mind. This has been what I'm about for, you know, for years, but more so in the last two months. It's separating the Democratic Socialist movement from the organization that is the Democratic Socialists of America because I don't agree with what they're doing. The Ultimately, the goal of the Democratic Socialists of America is to find their place within the Democratic Party. That is never going to happen. It's never going to happen because at the end of the day, Republicans and Democrats want the, the politicians want the same things. They benefit from the same things. Which is corporate our donors. <laughs> corporate donors and yeah. a free a market, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They benefit from the same lobbyists. Yes, lobbying. So they benefit from the same thing. So they're never to me. 
I think Democrats like to put a nice spin on themselves uh, socially, like, oh, we're morally better. Like, no, you're not. You use these social issues to pull people, uh, pe- people's emotions into it, and it's become extremely more easy for them because we have Trump as president, who is so fucking ridiculous that it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's just comedy at this point. Like, I enjoy watching him talk, you know, person, woman, man camera tv person <laughs> woman man oh stop um yeah. but <laughs> china. china 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 so china. he's made it so <laughs> he's made it so easy but anyway i don't agree with this because democratic socialism and the democrat party are two completely opposing systems they are two completely opposing systems to me i know that it's you know there's been these whispers within the Republican Party like, oh, we're going to cut Social Security or like, oh, Medicaid or, you know, oh, they radically, they, Republicans radically disapprove of a universal health care system, but the Democrats say no with like a little heart next to it. Like, no. <laughs> um, so, it's like, like liking somebody's Facebook comment, like, but then doing like, the total opposite. Um, yeah well that's a really good idea but we're just not gonna do that like it's just pandering to me it's just not i don't i don't agree with it um but anyway democratic socialists do not want to create an all power all powerful government bureaucracy but we do not want big corporate bureaucracies to control our society either rather we believe that social and economic decisions should be made by those whom they most affect which is the taxpayer that is literally in the DSA, Democratic Socialists of America, what is democratic socialism in a ball? That is one of the sections of it. I am someone that opposes big government because I don't trust them. That's why I support our second amendment, right? To form a militia and own a gun. Most people- Bang, bang, motherfuckers. Yeah, like that's a very libertarian, <laughs> conservative thought of me. Um, so I don't necessarily- to me, democratic socialism is power to the people. It's putting the power back into the people. And I think we've had the discussion before, like, I'll take it a step further and say indirect democracy with the system that we have today does not work in America because our elected officials do not vote with the wants of their constituents. They vote with the wants of who is in their pocket. Ah, let me pause you right there. So that was heavy. (laughs) That's a heavy point. But that's because most people don't understand the true definition of republic and democracy. And what are we currently living in? Republic. 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 Now, you're a clever chick. Tell us what a republic is. I, I'm not going to give you... I can't. You I can't? No. So basically, uh, we agree as voters to pick out a smart fucking human... To right, go up there, democracy is what yeah. I would, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they go up there, and we just trust that they have our best interest at heart. And maybe someday they'll answer the phone when a, uh, you know, a veteran calls them up and says, "Hey, man, you know, I, I need some VA benefits or whatever." And they say, "You know what, dude? Fuck that. I got a lobbyist sitting outside. I'm going to talk to him instead." So uh, that's a republic. A democracy is chaos. Chaos? Why? Really? You think that? <laughs> well, so so I'm going with the Founding Fathers. The reason the Founding Fathers didn't do direct democracy, even at a time when we were a very small country, is because they were still a product of a time 
where this kind of mob rule idea really scared them. Yeah. And and I just walked down to the local Walmart and asked those people to run the country, is all I'm saying. Well... I think it's a bad idea, and I think that the Founding Fathers were right to say that direct democracy is a bad idea. Most people aren't going to be smart enough or informed enough to be able to make decisions that affect every single other person in their community. But isn't that the the, the job of the, um, like, your representative, and then your representative is supposed to use a, um, damn, I, I just heard the title the other day and I totally forgot what they're called. A person in your community you reach out to that is supposed to, you know, speak to your representative. Well, you can call them up. It's much like, I mean, we are in... Write them a letter, email. It reminds me of, you know, the fellowship that we're in. Yeah, yeah. It reminds me of that because we have a representative that goes to a meeting. Sure. And they take notes and they listen and they come back and they say... Some of them do. (laughs) I was a really good one. And then they say, you know, this is what we talked about. This is the pros to this. This is the cons to this. Now, how are we going to vote? Yeah. And when you were speaking about, you know, um, people not being smart enough or informed enough, that rung bells for me about the Electoral College, right? Because the Electoral College exists because people were illiterate and they didn't want a tyrannical government to overtake America. Yeah. And... Obviously, I mean, I don't know if everyone else is in agreement with me. I think the Electoral College needs to be done away with immediately, or they at least need to be elected officials, which they're not in some states, and they need to vote with the popular vote of the state. Like, that is, it's absolutely ludicrous to me that they have the ability to oppose that. Um, What I I think you're right is I think you need to have penalties for faithless electors, but that's on a state level. Yeah, so that can't be a national. No, it can't. And I and I'm a big believer like you know, there's just so much going on in the world right? and like in the in our country, so you can I look at it like coronavirus response. I hate what happened in PA. My parents lost their business due to COVID. Um Really? They did. That's a shame. Yep. Yep, we closed our doors. Um and it was very hard to see that happen. Yeah. I don't think that Governor Wolf made terrible decisions. I think that he did what needed to be done, and we see that in numbers. We see that if the case numbers are right. We don't know. But <laughs> if they're being reported if correctly. If the case numbers yeah, yeah, are reported yeah. correctly, then he did the right thing. Just check all the memes on uh, online. Yeah, I'll just go on my Facebook feed for that guy in high Tony, school. Tony, contributing, man. That was, not a, that was not a parrot moment right there. No, no, no. No. Well, I've, awesome. I, I've, I'm just going to keep my mouth shut because I can go off on the COVID thing because it really pisses me off. Um, I have a son that's disabled, and if he gets it, it is very, very dangerous. Sure. So I'm like, people, just shut the fuck up, wear the mask, do what's right, and go on with your fucking right. life. And I, so like, I've seen the, the what has happened to people. Um, I, I've seen what's happened to people, and that to me isn't the fault. I mean, it's a bit to the fault. It is to the fault of the government. We didn't give any relief. 
socialism, we didn't give the small businesses and people of this country the relief that they needed. So now you're seeing the closure of small businesses. Tell me why in Pennsylvania, I'm really off the rails now. Tell me why in Pennsylvania, Lululemon and Ruth Chris's Steakhouse got small business grants. Why did that happen? Why the fuck did that happen? Who decided? Like, oh, multi-million, billion dollar corporations, they need the relief. Not the mom and pop baseball academy that supports all the local high school's teams that and, and Chester High School when they can't afford a facility for their kids to freaking practice in. My parents give them one for free. They don't deserve relief. They can get a $2,800 loan. Yeah. When their rent is 10 grand a month. It's just, I mean... That, to me, I think that the decision to close was correct. I think that the way that it was handled was incorrect. Um, and that me saying relief should have been provided is a socialist belief. Yeah. It's a socialist belief of mine. I don't agree that of, of how the... I mean, we can... We can Sorry, got a little bit... No, I think you got a really... I mean, there is so much... about it, and it's yeah. important to hear. Well, and this is the reason that we're having these conversations, because I think that most Americans nowadays are passionate because we are all directly affected by what's going on here. I think a lot of people... I like to believe that I gather two of the smarter people that I know, because I am a numbskull and I make stupid decisions all the time, but ultimately, you know... This is affecting America, and most Americans are uninformed. So, you know, here we are. Let's discuss this the best we can. Uh, I did want to stop you because I did want to go back to an, an earlier conversation. We were talking about uh, the Electoral College and me being the fucking moron that I am. I want to dive further into that. This conversation that you just said, though, there is so much meat on this. I think we could do a whole episode strictly about that mm-hmm. because... You know, the way small businesses are being affected in this country is everybody wants to believe that, oh, well, if you're a vote Republican, they'll take care of you. And if, you know, like the other party is definitely going to fuck you. But as we just obviously proved. this is where proved, I believe that free market capitalism is failing us. Like, sure. Like, it is, it's, I'm sorry, but I think it is. <laughs> well, and I, I believe that to some extent, you know, like it's, but even, you know. It's one of those things where the free market's going great and everything's ticking. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. And America's prosperous, and that's super important and good. The problem is when the wheels come off, who's going to do something about it? Yeah. Who's going to help out? If a free market economy would say, tough luck. Yeah, and tough shit. You should have saved up. Like, that's a terrible attitude to have. Yeah. That says, I don't care about my neighbors. I don't care about my community. I don't give a crap what happens to anybody else as long as whatever I have is safe. And, that's, and I don't think that's what America is about. I don't yeah. either, but I, unfortunately, I think that we're seeing more and more that it kind of is, right? Even with these, like, anti-masker people. Like, who the fuck cares if if you don't believe in wearing a mask? If there is a small percentage of potential that you're going to give Tony's son a deadly illness to him, even if your kid it won't be deadly to, why won't you put on the mask? Because we're in a free country? What the hell? And that's where I look at, like, in Japan. In Japan, they have had 12 coronavirus deaths. And they have a much larger elderly population than us, and they have many more citizens per capita than we do. 
And that is because they have a more communal idea of of society. And we have a more independent idea of society. So there, Mm. it's you protect the community. And here, it's you protect yourself. And that's where I think we're really seeing, like, if you want to use coronavirus as a an example of what America is, we're we're seeing it. Yeah, I, I've, I've talked to my wife about that a lot. And I, I have said that, you know, if if you look at I'm going to I'm going to harken back to the greatest generation, right? You got World War Two and admitted a war is, is kind of a different thing from a pandemic. But you had an entire country, for the most part, that said, okay, we've got something to do, let's take care of it. And they were growing victory gardens, they were, the kids were gathering scrap, to, you know, so you could go shoot more Germans. You know, that level of closeness and involvement we kind of saw uh, after 9-11. Mm. But it takes people dying to push us to that. Why are we not there with COVID? Because it's been politicized. Okay. And and I'm sorry, like, there is enough blame to go around here for Democrats and Republicans. But when you have a president that stands on a podium and says, I will not wear a mask for four months of a pandemic. The earliest months, <laughs> the most critical The ones. most critical months of a pandemic say that he doesn't want the tests. That the WHO offers, he's not going to buy them. 50,000 tests for all of America. That's what we buy. We're not, he's not going to wear a mask. Goes into a factory where coronavirus tests are being made and they all have to be thrown out because he decided he didn't want to wear a mask. And then you have Trump publicans who will literally, he could take a shit on the ground and throw it at the wall and they would buy it. (laughs) So preach, preach. They're gonna do whatever he says. I don't think that that's all Republicans. I I want to make there is a distinctive difference between a Republican and and a diehard Trump supporter. Um, that's a whole that's a whole other conversation too, though. You know, like at the end of the day, I think that there is a certain amount of uh, trolling uh, with the Trump supporters. I think that there is a lot of disenfranchised listen give me a moment here let me let me work through this thought here but like you know you have after obama you had so many white guys with pickup trucks that are driving around and they're like "Mm, i feel like you know i'm the minority now (laughs) (laughs) and um trump came along and trump was a troll and trump talked shit and he you know scorned the Democrats and and rubbed you know rub shit in their faces and and continues to do so, which is honestly my biggest pet peeve of his his inability to reach across the fucking aisle and be productive for a moment just for one fucking split hair of a second to just do something productive. The country is fucking crumbling and dividing. And yet you're still concerned with making sure you look fucking good on the TV, you know, and, and occasionally taking pop shots. Obama, fuck this up. Don't worry, I'll fix it. And, you know, 
Every president, I will say this, and I know it sounds like we're on a tangent right now about how bad Trump is, but I am disappointed in the simple... We did simple attack f- Biden in the beginning, just to yeah, be yeah. fair. All right, all right. So, but I will say if this. If you want, I'll slam Obama later if it makes you feel <laughs> I mean, I'm a little annoyed by shit that Obama did, too. Not yeah. and But not because he's a black man. I will say that, you know? And I think... Many Americans, white pickup truck driving Americans, and I know I'm being an asshole and I'm stereotyping I used right to have now. A white pickup. <laughs> <laughs> I did though. Go ahead. But uh, you know, it's just, it's, I don't know, man. You know what? I just you your fucking joke just threw me I'm off sorry, course, I did. man. I really did. I apologize. <laughs> uh, they felt disenfranchised. They felt disenfranchised, and I feel like Trump gave, you know white american men this voice you know and not that you guys ever had it before not that we ever had a voice before i mean we were we were just good people that just cared about everybody and uh you know we i saw many times white guys in pickup trucks just driving down the road just happy to help out black people all the time you know just fucking excited i mean they never made movies about all the crazy shit that like you know yeah, no, everything's been good. Hey, babe, right? You remember that? I'm going to push back for a second. I think the people my that wife. you're talking about are a minority. Yeah. I think they are a minority. Uh, I think that they, they, there is a, they are a small, vocal, stubborn percentage yeah. of the American population. They are a minority. Have you ever been to a country concert in Camden? <laughs> They're not a minority. <laughs> no, but no, what he's I saying... I'm saying that the people that are like diehard Trump, you know, and I'm I'm about you know 30 seconds away from lynching somebody. That's not yeah. a lot of America. I don't. Yeah. Think. I think I think that you're right to a point. I think that most people that you're describing are the um boisterous. Yeah, uh, they're racist. the radicals. They're the right. radicals, yeah. and I think that. If we're gonna put it to racism, like most racists are closeted. They they and they I think that a lot of them don't even like realize that they're as racist as they are. Um, so there's that. But I find it funny that you talk about the disenfranchisement because there is this um there's this connection between Bernie supporters and Trump supporters. Because mm, do tell. Okay, so you have two groups of people that feel disenfranchised, right? They feel that they're getting the shit end of the stick. Um, Bernie supporters will say, or Democratic socialists will say, I am getting the shit end of the stick because these corporations and billionaires take all the wealth for themselves, hoard it, and then the government supports them hoarding that wealth by not taxing them appropriately, by letting them get these bailouts from taxpayer money when we don't get bailed out, and the minimum wage being $7.25 an hour, which we can talk about that later because I have my own feelings on it. Um, The fact that, you know, I'm going broke because I have these medical bills that I can't afford and they're going to take my house over it. And the democratic socialists blame the people in power and the people uh, uh, that the rich people of this country, the 1%, right? You'll hear the 1% has taken. Um, so <laughs> that was a good one. That was a good one. 
So you have these people that feel it's them. It's the, it's these, the people in power and the richest people in the country are the ones that are disenfranchising us. And then you go over to the Trump side. I'm going to be stereotypical. <laughs> it's the blacks. It's the Mexicans. It's the, all the immigrants. It's the, it's the welfare recipients. They're all taking my job and taking my money. And that's where... Die hard Trump supporters for me, I can't, I, I, I almost have sympathy for them because it seems to me to be a very unintelligent stance to have. Um, I don't have sympathy for racists. I don't have sympathy for bigots or misogynists. Um, Wait, that's me. Sexist. No, you're yeah, not. Yeah, dude, I'm, I'm like, listen, you're going down the list right now. And okay. I'm checking. I don't. I'm checking. <laughs> I don't have... Right, babe? My wife's sitting over there. (laughs) I don't have sympathy for those people. But the people that truly believe that they have been disenfranchised by poor people, that to me is what... I mean, This, if I was one of the top 1% of this country and I didn't want to be taxed, I'd want the middle class to be mad at the lower class and not at me. So I'm going to Ben I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to uh I'm going to steal the limelight for a moment Go here. For it, man. But but I'm because like, yes, I think for, for one it. that was me that was a part of wh- why I came to libertarianism as opposed to the Republican Party because I felt duped. I felt that the Republican Party was selling me bullshit and even as uh, a younger person I came out of the military I was more democratic thinking back then. And uh, I remember talking to my parents and my parents were, you know, registered Republicans and they explained their views to me. And I was I was distraught about it. But I also thought after a while, the same thing, small business owners, uh, I get the capitalism thing. I understand. But I think the party in particular is fucking you, you know. And so the sales pitch that I often hear that I hear from, you know, young white Americans or whatever, you know, oh, they're, they're fucking me. It's all the propaganda that gets pushed in that party in particular. Here, this is the real problem. This is, yeah, they're the problem. Fight with them. Fuck them. Build a wall. Them people over there need to get kicked out of the country, which, listen, let me interrupt my own thought for a second. I have bad news to any asshole listening to my show that really do believe that the minorities are going to pack their shit up and leave this country. Uh, no, it's not going to happen. <laughs> In fact, the dreamers are going to stay, most likely, whether you like it or not. And the illegal immigrants are just going to fly in airplanes over the fucking wall like they've been doing. Uh, I'm an Irish, you know, I'm an Irish-American. My grandparents were immigrants. This is the, the immigration thing. I'm going to div- dive off for a second here. I don't buy the uh, stop the immigrants thing. I understand screening is probably a good idea just because of the hostility of the way the world is right now. But I don't know. I, this bullshit idea of building a fucking silly ass wall. Uh, is this, is now this Mexico fucking... is going to pay for. Wow. May I add, That's a whole fucking During the hurricane, joke. it actually yeah. collapsed. 
That's yeah, amazing. Well, that's, the yeah. fucking wall is heard already that. That been a, there. Oh, that's that makes me. You didn't hear about that? Nope. It really just got me going. I want to hear what Ben had to say. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I went off on a little tangent there, but I now it's Ben's turn. And uh, at the end of the day, though, this is the issue: the propaganda. You know, mm-hmm. and and I I think that that's where the divide is starting at in our country is that both parties are old parties selling bullshit to the new generation, and it's bullshit. And, well, isn't and, it funny now that the Democrats are using like instead of what Bernie's Democrats looked like, now that it's Biden, the the boogeyman is just Trump. Trump is the only problem. Like, he is the only problem. Get him out. When I voted um, the last election, I was actually a Trumper guy. Oh, Oh, God. That's because you're a white guy. That's why I was a white guy. (laughs) I I worked, and that's what everyone was telling me. Yeah. And then finally, I got clean, and I realized, yo, it's dumb. Like... (laughs) Like, that's why I, I literally texted Taylor. I'm like, I just switched my party to Democrats, so I'm burning for Bernie. Yeah. Like, I literally, as soon as I did that, I texted her and told her. Well, I think, I think like that there's no... social media did one good thing in the world that yeah. day. <laughs> well, I think at the end of the day, though, it is about being uh, an informed voter. And at the end of the day, that's... My whole hope from this show is not necessarily to sway anybody to think like I do or you do or Ben does or I'm a Tony parent. does. Tony's a parrot. Tony's going to do whatever the fuck we say. I think yeah. you just disproved but, uh, that. But go ahead. Yeah. But at the end of the day, though, I think it's about doing the research, reading and diving into it, and understanding what exactly are your true beliefs. And listen, I know earlier I took a serious pop shot at union members that vote Trump, but at the end of the day, if in your heart you believe that... They stopped listening after you said that. Well, fuck them. You know? <laughs> Listen, I don't have that many listeners didn't. anyway, so, didn't. you know, I used to joke last season. <laughs> well, with an entrance like that, yeah. your theme song probably... Uh... That's a total dick and fart jokes kind of entrance, right? Yeah. Yeah. I like it. I'm going to keep it. <laughs> <laughs> Should have anyway, me singing. Ben, you were going to say something, and I... You were itching. I totally... I, I'm still itching. I've been very patient and good. I'm going to piggyback off what you said about propaganda, because I think you're 100% correct. Okay. I think that both parties, entrenched as they are with corporate money and this long-running, I'm going to be a career politician attitude, I think that both parties benefit when the quote-unquote average American looks at the other average American next door to them and says they have or are going to get something that I have or want and they're the bad guy I think that the culture wars uh, the race wars or whatever you want to call the social conflict that we're undergoing right now is a massively successful distraction and evasion campaign by people who are better off than we are Mm. I think our current conflicts should be class conflicts, not social conflicts. So and maybe that's a little Marxist of me, but I don't think I should be angry at people who are in a Black Lives Matter rally because they're upset at police brutality. I think that they are in some ways, even though I may not agree with their platform 100%, they're just like me. They are on the bottom rung, just like I am. I may be half a rung ahead of them. Maybe, if I'm lucky. Yeah. If I keep my job to the end of the month. 
You know, that's that. I don't that, have billions well, of dollars sitting in my pocket in case. Well, I don't have a golden parachute in case I get chopped from my job. Everybody is just two or three paychecks away from abject poverty. Oh, yeah. Some people are already there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I shouldn't be fighting with the person who's two steps away from abject poverty like I am. And that's I the great dupe. And fighting that one percent. Right. Yeah. And that's I think that that is the major, that's like, so, I didn't know where you were going to go with this when you said that you were itching, yeah. but it's a good thing to hear. Um, yeah, I, I mean, we could dive into the BLM stuff layered like an onion. Um, no, but, but you know what? I do think that what? there's part, I, I do think that, I don't know. I, I think that I've been reading a lot, right? And, um, I've been reading this book so, it called, So You Want to Talk About Race, and, that is a very white guy argument to make to say I don't think that it's a race issue I think it's a class issue and you're not completely wrong in that like well who am I to tell anybody that they're wrong in my head you're not completely wrong in that in my opinion but there is a separation when it comes to blacks in poverty and whites in poverty. I don't dispute that yeah, at all. Yeah, and that's... And I think that's the root cause. Yeah, and I, be- I believe that as well. And that's also when you talk, like, I think that there is a serious problem still with systemic racism in the country that is just has been pushed under the rug for so long. And it I don't understand why, like... It's taken the majority of America watching a black man be strangled to death for eight minutes and 46 seconds um, that long to wake up. Like, I hate that it had to come to that. I hate that it had to well, happen we're, this I, way. I don't, I don't think, I don't, I, I don't think the awareness that you are hoping is happening has happened. No, I don't think that. I, yeah. I think that. I honestly, here's what I'll say about it. I think that when the video of George Floyd came out, you had a lot of people that were in the middle about this issue say, okay, (laughs) this is a fucking problem. And they came out guns blaring and then the riots happened. Yeah. And they got scared and they trickled back. And I actually had this conversation with my friend uh, recently who we, we go on live on Facebook sometimes together to talk about the world um and he's a black man and i said to him you know my worry is that we had these people in the middle came over and said okay we recognize the problem and then as soon as the riot started we lost a few right and then we still had a few that were like okay i can understand the anger and then you have blm as an organization coming out and saying some very radical shit um that the average American, again, we have weaponized the words socialist, Marxist, communist, yeah. coming out, them as an organization and the leaders of the organization coming out and saying, we are trained Marxists. That, to somebody who doesn't know what Marxism is, sounds like, what the fuck are you talking about? You know or what yeah. I mean? to people who know exactly what Marxism is. Right, yeah. yeah. But I mean, why is Marx? Here's a, here's a, why is Marxism so scary? Well, because it's a, a, a direct battle against capitalism, which people, when you say capitalism, people associate that directly with American culture. Yeah. So 
I think that the, the they're basically claiming that it's a direct attack at like we're changing everything in America. And so the average American that goes to work and, and works their job and I think they take it as a direct attack themselves and they say, well, what do you mean? You want me to change? The, the problem, I think, in our country is we don't know how to be subtle. There is no subtle no, walk into, yeah, there is you know. No. So if we try to explain and say, listen, we definitely need more socialist organizations or maybe we need to change a few or even let's take a while we're still on this topic, the hot topic of, uh, you know, police brutality, the idea of defund the police. So everybody is losing their fucking minds because if you say defund the police, there are about 10 different definitions currently at the moment and nobody seems to really understand exactly what you're suggesting. We don't want to abolish the police. We want to defund the police. Yet, Tony, what does that mean? So Let's not go too far. Go ahead. All right. So when we say defund the police, we means we don't give them millions and millions of dollars to get all these weapons that they don't need yeah we they want to put money back in the communities mental health mental health is a huge issue in communities in inner cities and mental health substance abuse put money towards that and then crime hopefully crime goes down but give it a try education 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 exactly there's a lot more things that you can put money to to help your communities out and will probably lower crime in your communities. I think that's a I think that's a 10 or 20 year plan. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think it's essential that we do that. I'm not disagreeing with you at all yeah. on the on the fact that we absolutely have to have better education system. We absolutely have to have a better treatment of mental health in the United States. Uh, we've totally dropped the ball on that as a society. Um, I I have seen and know uh, from first-hand accounts that it's kind of important that the police have an APC. I'm not <laughs> saying, like, don't... But they have millions and millions of but dollars that they don't that need. But I will also say that there is... Just like in the military, which we can cover oh, another time. Well, are we going to go there? There is, <laughs> there is massive... We can talk about the Massive, military. massive amounts of waste. Yeah. Yeah, we don't want to overfund them. And, but that's... And I, I think that, that what you're talking about is just fiscal responsibility. And smart budgeting. Yes. That has completely gotten away from us on the municipal level, on the state level, and on the national level. Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> no, I'm yelling at you for banging on the table. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> no, but what I was going to say is that's not what the definition of the word defund is, though. That's First, that's my argument. Because when you say defund, there is a direct Webster's Dictionary word that says defund means this. And that means we're going to take the money away from the police and fuck the cops. We're going to go do whatever we want now. And that's an issue. Yeah. Because we need some form of law enforcement in this country. Now, I have said from the very beginning that I do believe we need reform. Mm-hmm. This country has gotten far away from the idea of reform. Nobody wants to change anymore. We either want to change everything or we're not going to change a fucking thing and we're going to leave it the same and just, well, fuck it. Sometimes people get killed. And we My- talked about that earlier. Like, that's the whole, you know, if you're BLM, you're anti-cop, like, yeah. that kind of... I, I Bipolar. ...deology, yes. And yeah. that's not the case. Like, I, I don't understand how... 
we had an instance in our community where a police officer who came out, a very respected police officer, came out and said on social media, if you speak out against the police, we will do everything in our power not to support you on a police brotherhood. I don't, I don't know what the FOP, uh, the Facebook, FOP page. Facebook page. Then on his own page, shared it and said, try us, we'll destroy you. This man no longer has a job. He yeah. Um, there are people that will say he should because he didn't mean it that way and he was just upset. And listen, I have family ties to this person. Yeah. I understand being upset and feeling like you and your occupation of serving your community is being attacked. What I don't understand is how you could so terribly word a post (laughs) in a social climate that we are in and to say that if you speak out against the police, we will do everything in our power not to support you. Now, he meant financially. Supposedly, that's what he meant. He meant that we're not going to go to your business. If your business speaks out against the police, we're not going to go there. Okay. That's fine. Not what you said, though. Not what you said. I hope what he got fired for was unprofessional conduct, because that was professionally stupid. Right, and it was. Not what he said. But even but that statement... saying that is dumb. Even, right. Even that defensive statement of saying, economically, we won't defend your business or whatever. So the way I interpret that is, if your business is being robbed, they're saying that we're not going to... Right, that's how I took it. We're not going to go over there and police your business. That's how I took and it. And as a military member, I'm going to tell you this. Whether... There are people in this country that want to burn flags and protest against the military. As a veteran, I was obligated to protect them. There was no choice involved. There was just do your job. So my my argument to that is that's still a shitty excuse. Do we want know? to talk about how police officers get more respect than veterans in the country or well are i don't we not gonna get there i don't know that's uh, a weird cultural thing yeah uh, isn't it really just weird? across the board even even that like people are like oh you were in the military like i know guys that fought in conflict not not me man conflict. i just picked my nose Dude, I was a mediocre soldier at best. I'm going to openly admit that to everyone. I yeah. was not a ranger. I wasn't special forces. I uh, sometimes changed my clothes and took a shower. <laughs> you know. I mean, I know guys that were in World War II, not on the front lines. I know guys that were in combat in World War II. No. Do you really? Uh, yeah, they passed. Um, I knew a guy that was in Korea. Absolutely would not talk about it. I asked his daughter and then his granddaughter. Um, he was in a retreat. retreat back from the 38th parallel Mm. that was possibly the worst time anybody ever had in the military and so so i also know people that just drove trucks yeah you know and it's i didn't serve i can't say oh well you should have been a war hero no the military needs all of those people doing all of those things to do its job but to say like oh yeah you know let me buy you a beer just because yeah. You're doing a job. Nobody buys a beer for construction workers that die all the time yep. making America run. Nobody buys a beer for uh, 
healthcare workers, well, maybe now, but before, when they were catching weird diseases. I mean, my body, wife's right like, here, so I can't admit how many nurses I've bought beers for, but <laughs> I'm just saying, once upon a time, I supported the cause. Yeah, yeah. Hey, babe. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know, I think it's a weird cultural thing. All right, guys, there you have it. That was part one. Stay tuned next week for part two, and stay tuned for the American Divide coming very soon. Yeah.